Welcome to our first bonus episode. With Beltane coming up, we wanted to do something special by serving the tea on our first holiday of the podcast. So grab your cuppa and settle in. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Belinda Boring. And I'm Christy Cook. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators who support, educate, and create community with other women creatives and soulpreneurs, helping us all keep our cups filled so we never serve from an empty one. To receive notifications of new episodes, plus a free subscription to our monthly Moonbeams magazine, as well as other exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to join our email list at ofstarlightandmoonbeams.com. So, Belinda, what's in your cup this week? In my literal cup today, I'm drinking iced water again, trying to stay hydrated. But I have it in a brand new summer cup that I picked up during the week. It's got oranges and lemons on it with little white flowers. So it's super pretty. It reminds me of summer. Um, In my life cup, this past week has been kind of busy. And I'm pretty sure that I've kept my guides on their toes. To me, it's always empowering to see where I've grown because I'm starting to break those old patterns that I've spent decades in. So I've been seeing a lot of butterflies, which is my guess sign from the universe that I am on the right path. So that has been exciting. A lot of butterflies. What about you, Christy? What's happening on your side of the country? So butterflies are a symbol of change and transformation. So that makes sense that you're seeing a lot of them if you're breaking old patterns, because That's you going into the cocoon and becoming nothing but goo so you can come out as a butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Right now. (laughs) And it, it has so much to do with what's in my cup, but I'll start with my literal cup, which is also ice water. And it's in my summer cup, even though I'm in Florida, it's pretty much always summer. But it has like a little beach scene on it, which always makes me happy. I don't get to the beach nearly as often as I like. So any reminder is always a good thing, but a smile on my face. As I mentioned in our last regular episode, I believe it was, I've been studying the creator, destroyer, preserver, feminine archetype, which is epitomized by the Hindu goddess Kali. And Kali Ma embodies all three of those energies. She liberates by destroying what doesn't serve. She lights your fire of creative passion. And from it all, she shows you what to preserve the true essence of your being. And that really fits in with what you were just saying, because you, you're you destroying old patterns and you're finding the gold that you want to keep. And we talk about that a lot. And so I will share more about Kali and the Creator, Destroyer, Preserver, Feminine Archetype in our next regular episode. But I did want to mention her now because I can see how she can be a goddess of Beltane, which is what our episode topic is today. I'm so excited. Yay. Yep. 
So as we'll discuss, the Beltane fires purify, destroying what doesn't serve. And the sexy, fiery, sensual, Shakti energy of Beltane is our creative life force. I'm just always amazed how everything just really starts kind of weaving together and emphasizing each other. And that's what's been in my cup. I love that we both have summer cups too. Yes. Like we're just ready, we're ready. for summer. Yep. <laughs> we're ready for the the fire and everything. So I, I just wanted to say too that I've been loving all the insights that you've shared about the Hindu goddess Kali, especially like for those who were able to go or those who missed it. We recently had a new moon in Aries circle that also harnessed some of that solar eclipse energy. It was something that Christy did for of starlight and moonbeams and so she talked a little bit about that and you really got me thinking about how I could use the goddess Kali's energy to help me in this next phase of my life as I'm trying to move into healthier uh, patterns I know for me I've been feeling like this call to level up and to really transform some of this old tired energy from my past into something fresh something new so and then See, with Beltane too, like you just said, with Beltane coming up too, it's just wonderful timing of it all. Like, don't you just love when there's a need for something, the universe provides that opportunity to grow. So, you know, again, the new moon, it was a double new moon in Aries, solar eclipse energy. We're talking about the goddess Kali. We've got Beltane. Like there is a lot of support for us out there, a lot of energetic support for us to get moving and to really let go of what doesn't serve us. So I love it. I love yeah. I love that when we start focusing on the time of the year, like you say, the will of the will of the year. When we start focusing on that, we see, woo, we're supported. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's almost like there's an all-knowing being out there who's pulling it all together yeah. for us. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you're listening to this episode when it goes live, we're in part of the Wheel of the Year that shifting from Astara and the spring equinox into summer. This time is marked by the Fiery Cross Quarter Festival, Beltane. You can check out our newest Moonbeams magazine that just dropped last week to learn more about this sacred Sabbath and how you can harness its creative magic in your daily life. jump right in and serve the tea on this beautiful festival. But I think first, what we need to talk briefly about is the wheel of the year. Um, I've heard you talk a lot about this, Christy. So do you want to start off our podcast today? Okay, sure. I will put my teacher hat on for a moment. So what is the wheel of the year? First, imagine like a literal wheel that turns and turns through the seasons and the year on and on throughout time. That's the big wheel of the year. On this wheel are eight spokes, and each one rolls to the top once every year. There's four major spokes, like in a cross, okay? And those four big spokes mark the turning of the seasons and their corresponding solar festivals. 
the spring equinox, which goes with Astara, the summer solstice, also known as Letha, the autumn equinox, known as Maybon, and the winter solstice, also known as Yule. And then the other four spokes fall about halfway between each of those, marking the cross-quarter holidays of in bulk in February, Beltane in May, Lamas, or, <laughs> and I'm going to butcher this and I apologize, but Lunazgo. I believe is how it's said in August. Um, I just go with Lamas because that's I look at the word and I go blank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the fourth one is Samhain, which looks like Sam Hain, but it is pronounced Samhain. And that's also known as Halloween in October. So altogether, there are eight holidays and they're about six weeks apart. So there's always something to celebrate or to look forward to celebrating. And you might notice too how they correspond to more mainstream holidays quote-unquote traditional holidays, which we'll talk about another day, but there's just a lot of overlap and it's just from history weaving itself together. And so we're planning a full episode about the Wheel of the Year and how to work with it coming soon, but this at least hopefully gives everyone a basic understanding. If you have questions and you want us to address them in our upcoming episode about the Wheel of the Year, then shoot us an email or a direct message. And I just wanted to add, too, that the Wheel of the Year also corresponds with the seasons, spring, summer, fall, winter. So it makes mm-hmm. it easy to plan things. But I don't want to get ahead. Okay, so now let's talk about this particular holiday, Beltane, which we're about to celebrate in the Northern Hemisphere. This holiday is the quarter turn towards summer, starting to shift us from spring's air energy into more fiery energy. The plants are growing now. They're not just little seedlings. They're actually growing. The flowers are blooming. The tiny nodes of fruit will begin to show if they haven't already. And so we are connecting in with that subtle shift and feeling that fire within begin to grow. So tell us about the holiday, Belinda. Okay, I just did a whole bunch of research for this for our Moonbeams magazine. So if you're interested, definitely go check out the magazine. But Beltane is the last of three fertility festivals that are celebrated each year. The first and the second being in bulk and Astara. It, like Christy said, it marks that halfway point between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. You know, the earth is now wide awake and active in delivering new life and abundance. The cold months of winter are now firmly behind us, unless you live where I live and it's still a little cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to a lot of places it is. Right, I'm like, <laughs> I know everyone's like snow in April. <laughs> <laughs> like who says this? But generally the feel overall of the earth is that we're starting to wake up. Um, we're starting to shift where we're having more warmer days then colder. The days are longer. Like you'll notice that sunset is take is a little longer now, not so early in the evening. But and warmer days. There are warmer days. So yay. Beltane is also more than just a festival that celebrates being a halfway point. It is, and I found this fascinating, it is one of only two times during the year when the veil between the worlds are the thinnest, where we're able to communicate with those who have passed. And I always thought it was just Samhain, you know, Halloween, that that was the time, but also Beltane, which makes which makes sense because right now we're in the Northern Hemisphere, the Southern Hemisphere, they're um, celebrating Samhain. So, yeah, 
I, I was going to jump in and say that how in the Northern Hemisphere, we're about to celebrate Beltane, but in the Southern, they're doing Samhain. And so you can see that there's a definite connection there between the two holidays and their energies and also a mirroring of each other because Beltane is about fertility and growth while Samhain is about death and letting go. And so again, we're back to that circle of birth, death, rebirth all at once on our planet. And that doesn't matter where you are. The other thing about the veil between the worlds though that I've read is like Samhain is the veil between the spirit world with, where we can connect with the dead easier. But a lot of, in a lot of places, especially like the Celtic regions, belting is when you have that, the veil is thin between our world and the fairy world, which is kind of fun and exciting that. to think about. Yeah, because um, in researching for the magazine, I found an interesting article about the Aztecs that during Beltane, they used to pay tribute to their dead about this time and viewed the marigold flower as a gift from the sun god to honor their ancestors, which is interesting because I didn't know that. I always thought that that was part of Dio de, de los Muertos, like the marigolds for that. I probably butchered that. So it's just so interesting to see how everything is just all tied in. I also mm -hmm. read many articles and stories that have been passed down of people who fell asleep under trees during Beltane, specifically hawthorn trees, England, the British Isles, etc., only to wake up claiming that they'd seen the Fae, that they'd heard them laughing and making merry and celebrating. So there's definitely a lot of magic and enchantment that's surrounding Beltane right now. And that's the definitely the kind of energy that you want that can help infuse inspiration into your passions, into the things that you're doing. A brief history of Beltane, it's believed that the ancient Celts and the Germanic people honored their gods and goddesses at this time of the year with the hopes that these gods and goddesses would bless their crops, their livestock for the next growing season. It is, we did share that it is one of three fertility festivals, but it's also one of four fire festivals of the year. So fire is a big part of the traditions and celebrations. People would have huge bonfires that would be built around the lands and people would herd their livestock and actually herd them through the smoke to cleanse them before leading them out into the pastures for summer. Um, people would also jump through the fire to kind of burn away those impurities and kind of harness the smoke as protection. So this was also a time you've probably heard of maypoles, of maidens dancing around with ribbons. I know that as I get ready for Beltane, I'm not going to build a maypole, but ribbons will play a part. I'm going to tie ribbons to my rose bush. This is also a time where people would craft flower crowns to wear in their hair, the nice spring flowers. Um, another suggestion, if it's not something you can do, people can make flower wreaths. It's just this big celebration with fiery energy that's filled with hope, love, and fertility, lots and lots of fertility, um, <laughs> because it's considered a sexy holiday because people of the day back then would celebrate the union of the god and the goddess, the masculine and the feminine, whose fertile coupling would bring abundance and prosperity. You know, it's this kind of energy that would surely affect people. 
and kind of signal that here comes sexy times with humans too. You know, the women, I, I found this fascinating, women who wanted to get pregnant would place a cauldron over these fires and jump through the cauldron or jump over it. There's a lot of jumping in Beltane. <laughs> Um, and all jumping and dancing, jumping and, and dancing. I think it's just that celebration. Other fun activities, <laughs> sexy, sexy. I remember that yep. this is the time for casual sex. Like there was a lowering of inhibitions. When you think about it, it was winter. Everyone's cooped up. Now it's time to get out in nature and celebrate. Let it all out. <laughs> Let it out. Jump, jump, jump. <laughs> Maidens would celebrate in their own way too. Like I said, with erecting, erecting a maypole, <laughs> oh, potty humor, and attaching ribbons around it. Each would hold a ribbon as they all danced around this pole, weaving this colorful pattern around it. So yeah, lots of just dancing. Yes. Ah. I think this is such a beautiful representation of what we discussed in episode three as well about masculine and feminine energies and duality because there's like the feminine symbol of the cauldron over the masculine energy of fire. And obviously the maypole is a phallic symbol of the masculine and the ribbons are that flowing energy of the feminine wrapping around it. And this union of masculine and feminine creates like a third entity centered between them. The two have intertwined together, almost like a DNA strand twirls, you know, swirls and comes together, creating something new and beautiful. And we talked before about how everything is on a spectrum with opposites at each end. And this just shows us that we can bring the two ends together to create this beautiful third, a whole. The finished maypole that is both masculine and feminine, but when it's done, it's no longer either or. It's a new thing. So sorry, I just that imagery <laughs> came up for the maypole when you were talking about it, and and also the the cauldron. That's so I never heard that either about jumping over the cauldron if you want to get pregnant. But right, I interesting. Hadn't either, but I see it's another one of those aha things of the maypole of yeah of the weaving of the two energies to make something to create something beautiful and that pattern now when i see a, a maypole i'll be thinking of that <laughs> let's keep going if you're like me whether whenever you're interested in learning something new you turn to the internet right my husband's forever laughing at me because whenever he gets on my phone i have a bazillion windows that need to be closed because <laughs> And but he can tell what rabbit hole I've fallen down. Like, oh, babe, you're <laughs> you're studying this. Or, oh, you're doing this because yeah, all these windows are open, so I can go back and look. Mm -hmm. And it can take hours. But another thing I love about the internet um, is I love Pinterest for the opposite reason. In that I'm such a visual learner, I like to see things, and they give you those snapshot graphics of of. Mm -hmm. like kind of a nutshell glimpse of things. So I thought that that would be fitting too for right now when we're talking about um, how you can celebrate Beltane and gather things to create your own sacred space and your own um, way to celebrate it in your homes. Like I say, a way to channel and harness that energy so you can set attentions and really booster your, your magic of doing that kind of thing, kind of short and sweet information, right? These are things that that we're going to talk about now. Some of the things that have been associated with Beltane and that correspond along with the season and the magic that's there 
uh, just ready for you to take and claim. So um, I thought we'd start with my favorite subject, crystals. <laughs> if <Crystals. Yep. laughs> As I look at them all. <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> I just got a new crystal today too, peach moonstone, a sphere. It's beautiful. <laughs> but anywho, if you're familiar with the Moonsteam, Moons, ugh, Moonbeams magazine, that was a mouthful, I'm the one that writes the column called Guy's Gifts where each month I try to highlight a few crystals in the herbs for that season and explain how they can help you in your day-to-day life in creating magic in your art and also in your business. For Beltane, we have the beautiful green emerald. This is a a life-affirming stone, which is great for this time of year. It opens up your heart chakra and it helps bring in that balance and inspiration and wisdom Um, especially as we're trying to go out and do our goals and put our plans into motion. It'll help us to be aware of what's out there. It also helps with expansion by helping us grow. So it not only helps the outward, but it helps us as people evolve and be better. Mm. Next is malachite. I love malachite, especially when it's mixed with chrysocolla. This is a transformation stone because its energy helps heals those wounds that keep us from being our authentic selves. If you're looking for that extra boost in energy as you're making positive changes in your life, this is your stone. Not only do it, it helps with healing the physical, it's definitely a spiritual healer. It'll help you mm-hmm. let that stuff go. Um, seems to be a theme. Also bloodstone. Bloodstone is another stone that you can use for healing. But it's the stone that you use when you're needing that extra push and motivation to be creative. It helps you be resilient, um, especially when you're facing those challenges. If you're learning something new, if you're trying to incorporate new things and you have stress, this helps bolster that resilience and that um, perseverance in doing it. I had no idea about bloodstone. And that bloodstone to me has always been like a pain reliever, like a natural you know, exactly. like it draws pain away every morning. I put it on my back because it, I don't know, there's just something magical about it that um, loosens my back. But yeah, so that was really interesting. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. There's, okay, go on. Sorry. That's no worries. There's, there's different things. Like when you look up for different crystals, just real quick, you have physical things that they can help you with. You've got mm-hmm. um, spiritual things, emotional things, mental things. They really do help. And when you think about it too, because when you're trying to heal and you're moving, you're a whole person. And so crystals are a great tool that'll help the whole body. Just going on, I think it was the last crystal that I had down. You can't talk about Beltane and that fiery sexual energy without talking about Carnelian. Carnelian is the perfect stone for Beltane because it holds just, yeah, it resonates with all that same beautiful, raw, sensual energy to help ignite those passions, ignite our creativity, ignite that drive and that desire to go pursue the things that we want to do. It helps strengthen your confidence. It empowers you to chase those dreams and to put your plans in action. So Carnelian is a great one if you have it to put it on your desk. Yeah. It's a, it's a great one to have in your sacred space for creativity. So then, um, yes, it is. It's also known as the coffee crystal because it can energize you. Yeah. It brings, it's, it's like if you're feeling like you're dragging butt, 
grab some carnelian and especially when you're looking at doing something creative. Exactly. Yeah. I love carnelian. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I have this beautiful carnelian piece. I It's a flame that I love that I came across. Mm. And then I also have a sphere. Um, I just love the yeah. energy of it. Okay, I could talk forever about crystals, but we need to move on. Next, we also have herbs and plants, which is something that interests me because I'm growing my garden, as I've shared in past episodes. This is about whether whether you go to the store and you buy some flowers, like at your local grocery store, or the herbs that you cook with when you're cooking in your home and baking. Here are a few that can help you celebrate Beltane. Anything spring, spring flowers, tulips, lilies, roses, lilacs, daisies, daffodils, dandelions. Oh my gosh, there's so many in all their wide variety of colors. Overall, these flowers, they represent that this is a time of fertility and rebirth of celebration and that newness has returned and are perfect for threading into crowns and for wreaths. I love buying bouquets from the store and I place them on my uh, mantle. It's just a great reminder it's a very visual reminder, reminder and the scent. Mm-hmm. And then if you like me, you dry them and then you add them to your apothecary. Herbs that are great for Beltane, rosemary. Rosemary harnesses that protective energy, which I think is wonderful now that we're starting to begin working on our projects. If you remember us talking about how uh, farmers and people would lead their livestock through for protection, the smoke of rosemary. That's a great thing to incorporate in your food. It tastes delicious too. Dill is another one that represents vitality and joy. And I learned that ancient Romans believed that dill was also something that brought in good fortune. Who doesn't need good fortune Mm -hmm. in their life, you know? And dill is in a lot of things like pickles and stuff. The last herb that I'd like to share, it's one of my personal favorites. It's mint, as well as adding in protection properties and helping to promote a general sense of well-being. Um, It also helps with clarity. It helps with prosperity. If you don't want to cook with mint, then pop in a peppermint. If you chew gum, chew that. Even just smelling it, it is a great herb to use for Beltane. Um, And if you're curious of any others, again, in the Moonbeams magazine, I highlighted a few different ones. Colors is another easy way of adding magic into your day. Of course, greens, all shades of greens, all shades of brown, that rich um, soil color, the way that it smells. And then also (laughs) that color smell. Uh, The colors of spring, blues, pinks, yellows, whites, purples, all those kinds of things you can incorporate into your wardrobe. You can incorporate it into the things that you see. All those things are visual ways of reminding you and bringing in that uh, energy. Lastly, food. Because Beltane, people celebrated and they feasted and things like that. Food is another great way to celebrate, but also to involve your family and to create memories Honey is a big thing in Beltane, obviously, of course, because of Faye. Um, strawberries, cherries, breads. Oh, my gosh, all the good stuff. Dairy products, leafy salads, oatmeal cakes. And this, I do know, this is my favorite, lemonade. Lemonade is a wonderful drink 
to have during Beltane. And so if you add just a few pieces of fruit, like strawberries and stuff like that, into your cup, and you've got a deliciously magical drink, especially if you take the straw or the spoon and stir around three times and set your intention. These are all just little things that you can use. It's interesting that lemonade is a Beltane drink because it's Beltane's a fairy festival and <laughs> fairies are allergic to lemons. So that's kind of funny. Maybe it was to keep the mischief away, I wonder. I don't want to share my lemonade with a fae anyway, so <laughs> more for me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> mine, mine. <laughs> so I love to create a beautiful altar for each holiday, and I actually do two. One that's just mine and is very personal, and then one for the of Starlight and Moonbeams community and collective that I'll share publicly. And so these are all like really great ideas for what you can include on your altar. The crystals and the flowers and the colors, even the food as an offering. Like we keep saying, this is a holiday for the Fae and they love to have food. That's the good way to get on their good side. Just uh, they love like the oatmeal cakes or what'd you put in the, ma- the shortbread cookies? Just don't put <laughs> lemon in them for the Fae. <laughs> They that's you want to be on their good side, not on their bad I will say side. One recipe <laughs> that I did see that is pretty simple. And if you want to incorporate this with your kids is go and get the little like the Pillsbury biscuit dough, break it into little bowls, roll it up, drop it, fry it, and then coat it with honey and sugar and cinnamon. They're like little fairy mm. bowls. And they're like little donut bowls. Very simple. But yeah, Ooh. those would be perfect for you to put outside as an offering. Very affordable too. Pretty simple. Just thought I wanted to share that because you brought up they love little cakes. So what are some other fun ways that we can honor Beltane, uh, Christy, and bring that fiery energy into our business and creativity? Because that's what we want to do. We want it to work with that energy. Yeah, right. That is a great question. Okay, so in general, we've discussed the energy of spring is all about planting and growing and building and taking action toward our goals. And it's a great time to plan, prepare and launch new projects. So you might have been launching a new business, a new profit center, products and services. If you're authors like us, maybe you're releasing a book or you've you've recently released a book um, to do art shows. So Beltane gives all of that beautiful energy, a big blast of fiery passion and enthusiasm. It amps up the energy as we soar towards summer and the season of the really big growth and abundance. You know, summer is the big growing season when the gardens just go crazy and the trees are just growing sometimes like a foot a day, it seems like. Um, So this holiday is like building up that energy for it. And then again, we go back to that union of the masculine and feminine. And I might start sounding like a broken record, but it's kind of when you grasp it and you understand it and you put it to work for yourself, it works. And so if you look at it this way, the masculine is the structure we've been building. So it's those strategies and plans, the task lists, the building, the foundation and outer walls of our project. Creatively speaking, that might be your plot outline or the rough draft or the basic structure of the art piece, the major parts of the dance choreography. You might have been working on this a lot the past several weeks. And so now that we have that container built, we bring in the feminine, the flow of creativity, the beauty, the intuition. This is when we let our creativity and compassion and intuition take over for problem solving 
for filling our business with the heart and soul, what makes it ours? It's the decorating of the structure. So it's not just four walls and a roof, but it becomes a home. It's the beautiful descriptive prose that not only tells the story, but draws us into another world. It's the blending of media and colors that emerge from us intuitively to create a piece of art that is original and uniquely ours. So when you bring those two into union, the masculine and feminine, like I said before, you now have a fully developed third. You have a business or an art offering that is yours and only yours to share with the world. So this is how to encapsulate that Beltane energy and bring it into your business, into your art, and of course, into your home and your that. life. I love that fully developed third. I really, sh- I just, I just love the imagery of that. I know when I was thinking, like we were researching and wanting to know what we were going to talk about, I, I like to ask myself, Tane, how can I, as a creative harness that Beltane energy for myself. And I, as I was seeing it and trying to think of how I could share it with others, for me, it, it was a very inward thing of, to me, it's dropping down into those lower chakras, into my, you know, heart chakra, into the heart space, into my solar plexus, where that confidence in self-esteem and authority dropping even further down into my sacral, where my it, it's the seed of my creativity it's a seed of passion what it means to be a creator and down into my root where being grounded because yeah i'm someone who has all these ideas and i'm all up there but i it's by dropping into those lower chakras that you get that firm foundation to then present it and so that's what i was thinking about like with beltane it's dropping down and embracing the fire that you find there that sexy passion that we have for life and remembering that we hold within us the power to change our lives. It's not an outward thing. It's an inward thing. It's taking the truth that what we have to share with the world holds value and that it's okay to take our place amongst other creatives. Beltane embodies that fire, you know, that desire and also that protection of believing that whatever our goals, whatever our intentions and our hopes are that we can protect it. We have that power, empowerment to protect our dreams as they come into fruition. Because again, we hold that power. Um, It's us. It's not someone else. It's us. The energy of Beltane, for me, the more I, I learned about it, and I think for my own experiences, it's just so unbelievably empowering. It is the universe like the universe uh, affirms to us that mm-hmm. just like those in the past would jump over the bonfire and dance about it, we can also do that. We can dance freely, be in motion. In fact, to, to me, what a beautiful time for us to recommit to our art, to ourselves, to be bolder, to be noisy in a world that often tries to silence us and tells us, tells us, who are you to Mm, do that? Yes. Who are you to say this? What do you have? No, no, Beltane tells you it's there and you have every right to take up space. But even it's more than that. It's not just about lighting an outward fire, but adding fuel to the fire that's already burning within us. It's our chance to recommit to shining brighter, to setting ourselves on fire with whatever brings us joy. 
Imagine dancing, you know, imagine yourself dancing around that maple, letting your hair down and dancing with an abandonment. You know, we spend so much time planning and overthinking things of telling ourselves that we need to wait for perfection before acting that if you're like me, you get stuck, you get frozen by your fears and your self-doubt. We really encourage you, like, imagine yourself, this Beltane, that you're one of those revelers, that you're one of those people celebrating and give yourself permission to celebrate it. Celebrate what you've accomplished so far. Embrace how that masculine energy is now coming into play and just let yourself be free. Let it just flow through you and see where it takes you. And then, you know, you can still, again, take it a step further. Women in the past we talked about would jump over a cauldron that represents the womb and it represents fertility. What better time than now during Beltane for us to gather all those self-defeating doubts we have and all those fears we have and throw it into the fire. They serve no purpose. They have no place anymore. Harness that that energy and, and that act so that we can transform that energy and elevate it to where we can produce something beautiful, where we can be our true authentic self. It makes me think of the phoenix and that transform, transformative power that comes from the flame. Again, Beltane is all about that fire. It's about fertility. It's about transformation, you know, so just know that energy and the magic, it's right there. All we have to do is step forward, claim it, and accept that this is our power, you know, take up space. Yeah. Be big, be noisy. I love that. That was beautifully said. And I think it's a great way to just wrap up this Beltane episode. So we want to say thank you so much for joining us for this bonus cup of tea. We invite you to join us on Sunday, April 30th for our online Beltane ceremony. It's our gift to the community, so there's no charge. You just show up. You can show up in your pajamas, but it's Beltane, baby. So show up fiery, ready to dance. We're going to do candle magic so we can create our own little Beltane fires. So we hope that you will join us. We'll put the details in the show notes so you can have the link and come on again, April 30th. We start at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Zoom. Please come back Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on manifestation, continuing our discussion on energy and what it has to do with manifesting as well as toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing because they do all kind of go together. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Coming to Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. Yep. And so in the meantime, be sure to follow us on Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have any questions or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email at hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.